0: Welcome. I hope you're having a festive day. You are listening to Provisions and Libations, and I am your host, Robin Bogue, on the Mission Matters Podcast Network. Today's topic is cake. Most importantly, the birthday cake. And most importantly, in honor of my dad, Bill Bogue, who's celebrating his birthday today, happy birthday to the best dad ever, I hope you celebrate doing everything that you love, and I hope that you are fed well and you enjoy your piece of cake today. I love you, Dad. So the birthday cake, how long has it been around? It actually dates back to the 15th century. Bakeries in Germany have written word about it, and especially in regards to the Festival Kinderfest, which was a celebration for kids in which they served cake. Cake then becomes more of the contemporary form and a little bit sweeter once the 17th century comes rolling around. Uh, Cake in the 15th century was more like a bread, and so it was um, not as sweet and a little more coarse. And then around the 17th century is when it softened up and sweetened up. One of the unique things about a cake is it signifies milestones so we usually see a cake for birthdays weddings all types of celebrations and when you see three candles on a cake that represents or signifies past present and future you might say oh well it was birthday girl and she was three years old no actually three candles has a representation and then when it's two candles it's past and present Very interesting. I always am learning something new with these. So we all know we've heard them, that famous quote, let them eat cake. And we've always wondered, where does that come from? Well, that came from a French comment, qu'il mange de la brioche, stated by Jean-Jacques Rousseau, And she coined that phrase in 1765, following the French Revolution, and that quote reflects the princess's frivolous disregard and poor understanding of the peasant's plight. Some will say Marie Antoinette later on had coined that phrase, but it actually does not come from her. She was nine years old and had never been to France when that phrase was first found in written word. So, moving right along, the day after a birthday is called birthday Boxing Day. The same as what the English call Boxing Day, which is December twenty-six, which is the day after a birthday, and so uh, they actually will celebrate again in with other people. The other thing is Alice in Wonderland has the very very happy on birthday, and that means. 364 days of the year is your unbirthday when there's only one day that it is your birthday. So they choose to celebrate it backwards. I love that idea. That's awesome. So today's show, I have a guest, Michelle Curtin. She's been on the show before. We've talked about food in a commissary for Southern Foods and other ideas about how to cook. And so um, she's back today. She is actually literally making a birthday cake today. She um, is known for her luscious triple layer chocolate cakes. She makes them for all of her friends and family
1: on their special day. And today she's at our show. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me with you here today, Robin. It's really good to be back.
0: Yeah, this is our third show together. So I'm excited about that. Me too. Yay. So like I just said, you are literally in the kitchen making a chocolate cake. Tell, And it's
1: a triple layer or actually how many layers is this? So this is a triple layer chocolate Coca-Cola cake. Yum. And I modified the recipe a number of years ago to make it exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So it's incredibly moist. And very light, Mm -hmm. and then you add just like a hint of the smell, flavor of Coca Cola to it, Mm -hmm. and it's absolutely incredible.
0: Well, what I'm noticing right now is there's no cookbook. Is this
1: all in your head? I have the recipe for the cake written down. I spent about 18 months perfecting the recipe, so Mm -hmm. it is a huge secret. Yes, Um, proprietary blending going on right here with this. Absolutely. And then I do a cherry filling along with fresh whipped cream. Now, and you make the whipped cream homemade also. Yes, everything is homemade. Yes, the whole thing. And then you,
0: I've seen this. We've been friends for so long. I've seen your cakes over the years. You go out in the garden, and you actually pick roses and uh, other
1: items and decorate with that Yes, I I don't like the traditional buttercream frostings very much. I find them to be overly strong and sweet. Mm -hmm. And they take away from the flavor and the texture of the cake. So my goal is to use what is local and beautiful. Mm -hmm. So you've made this homemade cake that's all natural. You're able to control how much sugar is in it, if you're going to have a fruit filling or not. And from there, I just go in my garden and I grab roses. I'll grab different leaves, picking rosemary fresh from the yard, taking lemons from the yard, and zesting them, and putting a little bit of peel along a cake. Basically, anything that I find that's pretty and with nature. For instance, if I'm making carrot cakes, I will usually take a few little pieces of carrot to put around the outside oh, of the cake. And then I, nice. I just, I love it. And then I also do lemon or tangerine or orange rind on yeah, the outside I, for decoration. I find that to be beautiful. Yeah, I love it.
0: That, it's your, your little take on what you're doing. Are there other flavors that you
1: have done so much extensive work on or is it just this chocolate Coca-Cola? The chocolate Coca-Cola. And then I have a carrot cake that I've also worked on mm-hmm. as well as a lemon cake. Oh, wow.
0: That So you should like have these recipes and do something amazing with them other than
1: you're doing amazing things by sharing them with your friends on their birthday. Well, as of now, I share with my friends on their birthday and my friends' children on their mm-hmm. birthdays. They get a lot of requests for that. And I feel that me sharing the cake with them is truly a gift of love. And then they get to share it with their friends and family And the love continues. It does. And as you're sitting here doing
0: this interview live in your kitchen, you're also making oatmeal raisin cookies. So if anyone can hear the scraping noise, she is actually scraping dough balls out of the bowl and um, placing them on the cookie sheet. As she's talking, you are very multi-talented.
1: Oh well, thank you. Well, the cake just came out of the oven, so it's sitting here cooling right now on racks. Mm-hmm. And I figured my son loves his oatmeal cookies, so I might as well get these done, ready for him.
0: Yes, I'd love it. And then, so in regards to birthday cakes and colors or flavors, and some people will recognize a color, you know, lemon for yellow, strawberry for pink, and chocolate for brown, and you know, things like that. When you're making the cakes, if you're making a cake, because I know you make them for your neighbors that are in their 90s, you make them for um, your,
1: um, what do you call your granddaughter, your honorary granddaughter? So she is my pretend granddaughter. Yes. So when we're talking about
0: Junie compared to the neighbor that's 91, tell me what what ideas you or what thoughts you have that go into choosing the flavor or the color of the cake?
1: Well, first of all, I would start with asking Junie, what cake do you want? Do you want chocolate? Do you want vanilla? Do you want lemon? Do you want carrot? And then she would tell me. And then from there, we talk about what color icing do you want? And we will do whatever color icing she wants it to be. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes we'll take little figurine toys and put them on the top.
0: Oh, fun.
1: And basically make it so it's super easy for her to do. And sometimes she'll want to decorate her own cake. Mm -hmm. So I'll make little three inch or six inch round cakes. And then I give her all the icing and the filling. And I'll sit with her and let her go ahead and make her own cake. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite cake to make? My favorite cake to make would probably be the carrot cake. It's my absolute favorite cake.
0: Mm-hmm. When I was like six, seven years old, carrot cake was my favorite too. And I think because it was so moist and had so much flavor and just all the different elements. And then the the topping always had, you know, it has more of that cardamom finish to it. So it it just, for me, I, I gravitate for, t- for any time that that flavor is around, I gravitate towards that.
1: Yes, anytime it is a very moist carrot cake. It has raisins in it, maybe some pineapple, and then a pure cream cheese frosting. I am there. That's mm-hmm. all I want.
0: Me too. That I think I need to run to the store and get some. Yeah, or actually, can you believe I just said that? We have to make some. We will make some. Yes. Yeah. So for my kids when they were growing up, I had um, the Logenberger flat basket, and every year on their birthday, I would take cupcakes to their school or to their practice or to their game, depending on what that birthday year entailed. And so it was always not necessarily the flavor, but the color. I'm like, okay, what color are we going with? And as we would be like driving to school or, you know, running a million different errands. And um, I remember my oldest, she would pick like the vanilla base with chocolate. That's what her favorite was. And then uh, my middle daughter, Laurel, so my oldest is Catherine. My middle daughter, Laurel, would pick, um, she liked pretty ones. And so she would go with like pink on pink. And then my son, who, James, would always want to be extreme. So he would pick a blue cake with like a pink frosting. (laughs) I remember one year we went to his birthday, birthday dinner at Far Western Tavern when it was in Guadalupe. And it was a pink cake with blue insides. And that, of course, they don't make blue cake. So I had to use coloring and change it that way. And when the cake got cut and served, my dad, I remember, big old cowboy, was like, son, we need to talk about this. It's really (laughs) (laughs) one kind of cake. It's chocolate. So I remember when my son was in like eighth grade, he did the Death by Chocolate, and he did Chocolate on Chocolate, and it was dark chocolate. Um, Our favorite cake in our house is German chocolate
1: cake. Do you ever do that kind? I do. I do a fabulous German chocolate cake. I find it to be personally so sweet and so strong Mm -hmm. that I can only have just a little bit of it. Yes. But I absolutely, I love it. And I will make that for people upon request.
0: Yeah, well, because you're talking about with a carrot cake, with a coconut and all of that. And so, and then with me, with a cardamom, it just, it has all of those flavors. It does. in Within it. So yeah, absolutely. it's always a, a crowd favorite. So uh, how do you have this training? I know we did a podcast earlier this year for the Julia Child's cooking training, but where did you
1: learn how to do the baking for the cakes? So the baking for the cakes was really more or less self-taught. I would read books about it. This was, you know, back in the day when you would read books. So I'd read Mm -hmm. books about baking. And then I'd work on following the instructions. And I did a lot of checking with, do you do it by weight? Do you do it by volume? Mm -hmm. And from there, I just sort of worked at stuff until I got it really figured out. Years ago, my... Granddaddy Snyder and my dad were both on a big kick of eating bran muffins. Cool. So I would make <laughs> banana bran muffins. Oh, well, that sounds better. That were all organic and natural and homemade.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we'd call them Mishi's muffins. Mm-hmm. And I remember I'd do like six at a time or a dozen at a time. And I would actually have people put in orders and pay me for them. It was amazing.
0: Mm -hmm. It's nice when you have a little niche like that, that actually makes
1: money when you're doing something that you love. Exactly. Yeah. And I just, I love it. And I'm a perfectionist. So I will work with a recipe until I absolutely get it right. Mm -hmm. And there have been, you know, probably 50 times where it hasn't been right.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: I'll be like, oh, no, this is not right. It's going
0: in the trash. Mm -hmm. So So when it's your birthday... You don't make your own cake or do you make your own cake? I actually usually make my own cake. And so do you do this recipe? So what are your colors? Are you the chocolate with the white or do you, how do you dress, how do you doll up your birthday cake?
1: So my birthday is in October and I usually love to have roses Mm -hmm. all over my cake. So if the weather's nice, I'll get the last big bloom of roses and I will generally do a carrot cake. And if it's a big party, then I'll also do my chocolate Coca-Cola cake. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's what I do. Yes.
0: That. Well, I want to thank you for spending time today. It's Labor Day and you're in the kitchen and you made this happen. And I appreciate that. Um, I cannot wait to have a bite of that cake that Absolutely. I being here. I'm very lucky and grateful that I get to have that. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow Provisions and Libations wherever you listen to podcasts. I will be back next week with an all-new episode. I am your host, Robin Bogue. You can learn about me on my website, online, or my LinkedIn profile, Robin Bogue. I look forward to entertaining you, informing you, and enlightening you with the perfect accommodations for connoisseurs of provisions and libations with an epicurean flair. But first, let's eat and drink.